Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Okay, well, let me tell you about what I'm surviving at the moment, which is not even a hangover. It feels like a hangover, but I just stayed out really late last night dancing in and I went out in six inch <laughs> Louboutin heels. No, actually they were Steve Madden, but they were six inch heels and I'm not exaggerating. Um, I don't know what kind of delusion. You know how we always say that when we're depressed, we shop for someone yeah. who we are not and that's what I did, but then I actually went through with it and I wore them out. Um, How do your feet look today? Oh, they're cut up like the whole like they're like horrifying, <laughs> um, so bad. But because okay, so I was going to the show and I thought I would be there for two hours and just kind of like standing around like supporting. Um, because Jada was in town, she played a show in Montreal, so I was like, okay, I'll come out. And she was like, okay, but I'm going to be on from twelve midnight to 2 a.m. and I was like oh good god all right so I'm gonna rally but I was like okay I'm gonna be pretty mellow low-key no I ended up jumping around dancing screaming crying like just like living my best you turned up I turned up I had that's amazing but I fully turned up well because also because like I have she had a new album that's come out. Jada G guy stream now on Spotify, but she's had this album that that has come out, and I've heard it so many times, like on audio. So to hear it like live was so special. And, yeah, like, I don't know. It was just like a moment. But I would have known I, that like, you were going to turn up in those circumstances. Like that's exactly your circumstances you to turn known. up, like a friend's concert, like an album release. Like it's very exciting. Like you know. Of all of all the things, like I'm not surprised that you had like a time of your life. I'm I'm very happy that you did. Yeah. Yeah. My my life is always just trying to like give myself a little bit of energy, like injected in myself. And it's so hard for me to get there even at the most exciting day of my life. <laughs> oh yeah, I do. I can like I can I don't rally often, but when I do, I'm like fully 
gone it's so awesome into outer space into party mode so i got into party mode so i yeah i i think i sweated out like it was like a full like sauna because there's heat a heat wave also happening and so i was like just like makeup down my face like fully given her bud and then we hung out for like very briefly after but basically by the time i got home it was like 3 30 went to bed jada had to leave in the morning um but i went out with her tour manager who like her and i are always texting because i i i do some social media things for jada um and we went out and got like bubble tea but it was like hot and we were tired so we were just like barely <laughs> barely making it and then then i had to like and then i came back and i'm like okay channel this survival show but i'm like really i also survived yeah a lot myself same so i really relate to the characters um on this show alone um, i i was um, so deep i was just like damn like we're all going through our own stuff <laughs> I know, no, I know. I like literally barely made it to the bubble tea. Like I was really hot. <laughs> yeah, and- totally. Your body was like struggling to keep you alive, like to get to that bubble tea. I was like, I need protein. I'm losing <laughs> vital calories. <laughs> Every step that I take, I'm losing precious calories. I need a high fat diet injection right now. <laughs> I know these shows when they're like, this will be like the next three to four days worth of calories. Same, like. <laughs> literally same. <laughs> uh, yeah um yeah i want to get into alone i do just one last <laughs> teaser before we get into the show i'm fully caught up on the new season of just, and just like that um it is so funny and so bad and so delusional but i li- i've been listening to the writer's room podcast which is just as bad and delusional and so funny what is that podcast it's like, sorry, it's like a podcast of the writers of the show talking about their thought process, like behind. The oh, okay. And What's it like, called? The podcast? I think it's called like, just like that, the writer's room. Okay. And they're literally like, we slayed mama boots the house. Like they're like, we knocked it out of the park. Like they. <laughs> it's so funny. That's what the like head writer on Game of Thrones said to you after like the fandom like universally criticized the finale he's like i'm proud of what we did i think it was great it's like well it's so hard to say that though when everyone is like is it's at best like i and just like that is at best like what like a c plus b maybe uh yeah sure like i uh, that's a the kindest yeah kindest uh review you could give it but it's fully giving get out vibes like when they're like i would have voted for obama a third time like, <laughs> they're like celebrating the diversity of the show i took i had to write this quote down because it i was crying of laughter um this actually helped me survive the walk home from my excursion today we gave visibility to not only a non-binary person but a latin irish non-binary person at that <laughs> We gave visibility to an Indian woman and two black characters representing two different facets of bourgeois black life. We showed the true mosaic of New York, which I've never seen before because shows are always either all all white or all black. Oh my god. Oh, they think they're the first show to attempt a diverse cast. (laughs) They said we invented diversity in the year 2021. (laughs) 
and you're welcome America. that's so funny they're like i've never seen it on a show it's like well let's think back to other times people have said that about shows like maybe orange yeah. is the new black as an example of a diverse cast <laughs> I, no they're like they're like we invented a non-binary character who is like casually a predator um, oh no they're a predator yeah spoiler alert this is i think episode four like i just because i just recapped it um it's gonna be out on emily hank's podcast she speaks it all um but i don't want to like give it away you gotta listen to her episode here let's talk about it okay yeah i don't know it either so i have to watch episode four so don't spoil it basically jay is a monster in like and is revealed to be a monster no but that's the thing is that their actions are that of someone who would be like some that's like dangerous but on the show they're like all right that's cool and fun <laughs> like i i mean they, they they've they've always been planting seeds shay has kind of been like a character like that gives people kind of horror vibes like when they're watching like you know it's like why are they smoking a glass pipe in an elevator at their office building like that doesn't seem right or like well, well, smoking yeah smoking weed here and there and i'm not talking about just that obviously but I'm talking about the whole thing, the whole character from the start, like from the beginning scenes has really made people feel off. And I don't mean this in a homophobic way. <laughs> That's the thing is that it feels homophobic to critique the show. But I'm like, actually, you guys, have, you guys, the writers are gaslighting us because I'm like, I'm like, OK, I do feel like we're getting trolled with the comedy sets and how not funny they are. But then it's a whole other level to have this like me too moment that that is fully they're like well what what miranda do you want to be sex positive or not like <laughs> well there was also a weird moment in the last episode with the like hot list of hot moms at the high school <laughs> and then they'd see the boy who wrote it and they're like that child is a sexy little piece of ass <laughs> i was I like wait, oh my god what? <laughs> oh my that god. was so weird and they like film all the like you know, fifty-year-old women turning and like checking out this high school kid. As he and walks down like, the aisle. Oh God, I, I, I control deleted that from my brain. I forgot about that. Like the fifteen-year-old, they're like, they do a slow mo and they're like, oh, excuse me. Yeah, they were like, uh, here we thought it was a cute little kid who wrote it, but it was actually a very fuckable teen, a very hot kid. That <laughs> hot kid. No. Oh my God. Yeah, it's a weird. It's a lot of weird moments in the viewing of that show but i still enjoy it overall a lot and one of our dear friends is very attracted to che are you gonna say can you say who is that was that jamie <laughs> <laughs> you've been called out <laughs> jamie i'm gonna i'm like not gonna give her full full last name. name an address name and name a mailing address share yeah. your thoughts our friend who has like our one friend who has like zero social media and like no way of reaching her basically um <laughs> yeah i'm actually gonna be back um me and emily hank set up a regular standing date to record and recap the rest of um, the show on on her pod which is very exciting oh a side prod love it a little side prod yep um but listening to the writer's room recap of it it just adds a whole other level of 
just that's amazing that you can recap both kind of that you'll have the knowledge well that's what from I the think. writers <laughs> i wanted to i'm a professional yes of course you're doing um primary research slash i'm like a single cell organism like i just you focus you like point me in one direction and that's the direction i go until i stop and then i do something else but no but hearing them be like oh my god like they're like Obviously, people. Some people had qualms with our show, but that's because it was impossible to please everyone. But we really are just fantastic, and I see no no flaws and no other way we could have done it. Yeah, I've heard that the like cast and crew is describing this show as like activism. <laughs> you guys are so <laughs> funny for that. But okay, okay, yeah. So and just like that, now let's move on. <laughs> And just like that, we now find ourselves alone in the Arctic wilderness, switching gears. <laughs> Snap. Now you're at Great Slave Lake in the Northwest Territories. <laughs> is it is it a Great Slave Lake? Yeah. Not Slave Lake, Alberta, but Great Slave Lake, the fifth largest lake in North America. Well, okay. So it's actually... So, okay. I'm going to situate us. So we're covering the show, as you probably have inferred by now, Alone, which is a survival competition series. And it's funny because... So it... While it was filmed at Great Slave Lake, Northwest Territories, like in the Arctic Circle, I actually tree planted at Slave Lake, Alberta, which is not that far south of this. So the terrain looked very familiar to me. Mm -hmm. And it gave me war flashbacks because I had readily available food, but like I was out there with the bears and the moose and the permafrost. And it was like a really, I can't believe I ever withstood that but i know i look forward to hearing your experience contrasted with theirs as we go because i kept at first i thought it was slave lake as well and i knew that you planted there and i was like oh my god this is gonna be so fucked up but it was pretty similar in the end and yeah i mean i was i was enough in the arctic um sir well i was close enough to the arctic that um the sun would only set for one hour a day so in the summertime mm -hmm. so like it was pretty far north yeah so <laughs> and and it awoke a lot of memories but before that let's let's tell everyone about this show so it follows 10 people they have to survive in the wilderness for as long as possible that that actually gives me so much anxiety like so much more than any other survival show that it's just could technically be endless they say the maximum is a year yeah a year a year. they're like okay you're leaving your family you could be out here a year uh, like they won't the longest has been like 120 days or something yeah, but 100 days yeah exactly but still like that's that's months <laughs> months in yeah the wilderness. And, and at what point do you get told that you're the last man standing i think just at the end i think like just when when you're done or when the last the second last person hopefully yeah. they like call them on the radio and they're like okay you can leave because like you won but <laughs> They just Fuck, like, they just them. let them stay out there. They don't know, like, who the president is in, like, it's been years. <laughs> <laughs> like, this, now we're switching to a, we're pivoting to a whole other show where we don't tell this person that everyone's dropped out, and we just see how long they last it's, until they go crazy. And we're, it's the and plot like, of, like, the village. They just start gaslighting them into thinking that there's, like, like the world has ended around them and stuff. They're like, Jim, you've only been here a week. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah everything's fine like i thought you were survivalist <laughs> <laughs> jim you look like shit like are you okay like yeah. do you want to be the first one to leave like Gabe, i thought you sucks, said you but to be out here <laughs> someone's got to do it <laughs> um so they have 10 items of survival gear with them and 
out they can select out of a pre-approved list of 40 and all they get in terms of contact with people are um, medical check-ins that they do and at any time they have a satellite radio where they can tap out and just basically give up but they don't know where any of the other contestants are at in like how many are left basically um Mm -hmm. that part yeah that part would truly drive me batty yes and so they have their own cameras to document everything and that's how it's filmed and the contest money is five hundred thousand dollars um up until season six although this is so i was so devastated for our contestants because we covered an episode from season six as of season seven the prize money doubled to a million dollars I know, and it was the same location as this season. I would be livid. Livid. I would go find that person and kill them. I feel like they have those skills. <laughs> they like, sure do. Them. Oh my god, the scariest thing on this show was not any animal or like... It was <laughs> the people, okay? These people... It was no beast, it was man. They have a certain set of skills, for sure, and it is scary. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Well... What, Sammy, you picked this show and what motivated you to pick this show? Because usually we talk about what our relationship is to the show, but I kind of feel like lately we've been on almost like summer break where we're just like having fun and picking fun little offshoots that we know nothing about. Yeah, exactly. I knew nothing about it except that Netflix told me it was in the top 10 shows in Canada right now since it launched recently. And they're like, you need to, or I don't know if it launched recently, if you're just promoting it to me or what, but like, it was like, you need to watch this. This is what everyone's watching. So I was like, okay, Netflix, fuck, I'll do it. Okay. Um, and that's reason enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I was just in it. I was just in it. Cause I was like, I think I'm still in like a Bravo hangover from the last couple of months. Like I'm really enjoying this. It, it, every time we, we watch these like outdoorsy shows it's so out of my wheelhouse that it feels like a palate cleanser and it, it's kind of like entertaining in such a different way than I'm used to. Totally. For my reality TV. And we, it's like, there's so much good reality TV from really weird genres that we don't normally go to because we're more so into like drunk people fighting and stuff. But like, there's a lot of great stuff out there and I would love to every once in a while do a weird one. Yeah. And that's what we're doing now. Like we're, we're like really just we're being like so random and crazy and of course the people that watch this show would consider Vanderpump Rules the weird one and that we're the ones that are weird most of the time so this is probably like a lot more prestige reality tv than any what we normally watch like well I maintain that it's as much skills to find and kill a moose as it is to hold America's attention simply by being a compelling character (laughs) So true. And well said. Telling someone to suck a dick, telling your, your boss to suck a dick on TV <laughs> unapologetically. There's like a lot of moose hunters out there, but there's only one Kristen Doty. Suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, not we don't we have neither of those skills, so we can, all we can do is just sit back and, and admire. Um so the show we covered is Netflix's Alone, season six, episode five the kill which aired on july 11th 2019 and the top billboard hits to throw it back (laughs) (laughs) which all these songs i feel like they came out both yesterday and 15 years ago but we have old town road number one old town road lil nas x and billy ray cyrus and it's kind of wild to think 
that Lil Nas X was still in the closet at, at this point and was for like an I think another year of his career. Oh. Like I don't know. Yeah, we were just like pre he's just I just think of him as such a like icon, mm-hmm. you know, such a gay icon and mm-hmm. we 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 knew little about him. Just that he, he did this like little Billy Ray well that he, he he brought Billy Ray Cyrus out of his irrelevant little hole he'd been hiding in mm-hmm. um bless him for doing that charity work uh bad guy by billy eilish cool um i don't care by ed sheeran and justin bieber what song is this is this and i don't care when i'm with my oh, baby yet. oh my god <laughs> okay so every time we recap like an old show we're like where's bruno mars on the chart the modern like last five to seven years of that is where is ed sheeran on the chart and he's at a solid number three mm-hmm. oh yeah i don't know because <laughs> i don't get <laughs> when I'm with my baby. um and oh god and then the next senorita by sean mendes and camilla cabello camilla cabello is another like where is she on the charts um and how does that one go again emily you're trolling. You know how this. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Are you serious? All I can think of is Santana right I now. I love it when you come, Senorita. Okay, Slay. <laughs> um, and no guidance by Chris Brown and Drake. Can't think of that one either. Yeah. But yeah, what a I team. That I think I just blacked that out of my mind because I was like, well, Chris Brown's on no like hide song on spotify for me, so I don't yeah that that was like one of the most misogynistic collabs i have ever seen in my life i was like not drake who defended rihanna like was like on her side when they were dating and like oh fuck chris brown and now he's working with him what a turd well because he got rejected by rihanna yeah so he's like okay pathetic yeah absolutely um but what is not pathetic are the contestants on alone which we now begin with a quote on screen for suffering and enduring there is no remedy but striving and doing thomas carlisle um again really relatable to me in my current state so Mm -hmm. the narrator says in alone's coldest location ever 10 participants fight to survive in the arctic battling sub-zero temperatures vicious predators and isolation how long will they endure and we're like halfway through so at this point we have seven or no we're about a third of the way through this season seven people remain at the beginning of this episode we're on day 20 mm-hmm. day 20 like god damn i mean considering the longest someone ever held out was 100 days like the fact that seven are still in it on day 20 is i know i did these people are tough as nails. Uh, seriously. So we are first, we're introduced to Jordan, age 35 from Lynchburg, Virginia. Yikes. What is that name? I guess, I guess it's like similar to a place called Slave, Great Slave Lake. But I was like, Lynchburg, like. Yeah. Also, like, every, every time they would flash their names, age, and like city they're from, like the vibe of the show, I also wanted a little like January sixth status. Yes, <laughs> where the, where were they at? January sixth, at home. <laughs> January sixth at the ca- like some of them were definitely at the Capitol for sure. Yeah, I, but this like show is where the political circle meets. Like we talk about the crunchy granola to alt right pipeline, and like how eventually they meet 
at the point that you're like creating snares for animals and stuff. And like, this is exactly where that meets. So it's hard to know. Yes. Jordan, I would say is a libertarian. Oh yeah. I mean, that's kind of like assumed, but, but just, I'm, I'm talking, I'm not, I'm almost not speaking in jest in any way. Like I actually feel like some of them look familiar. Like, (laughs) right. I, I don't think Jordan has the internet. I don't know. Like, well, I don't I know. I had my eyes on uh, what is it, Brent? No, um, Br- uh, Barry. Barry, yeah, Barry is the one I had my eyes on. I'm like, did I ever see you scaling a wall? <laughs> anyway, um, okay, so but, but <laughs> on to Jordan. We're here to celebrate them. We don't know where they've been at, so we're just here to honor what they've done on this show. Where we meet him, and he is he is. He has just hit a moose. He has just killed a moose. And there is, he's finding bubbly blood all over the place, which we're told on screen that that is what can indicate that an animal, a, a big prey animal was struck in the lungs. Um, and he is losing the trail and he's finding it again. And we find out that um, when, when a, a big animal like that is shot in the lungs. It can take up to six hours to die and he can't find it to give it. He can't give it relief because if he gets too close, the moose could either fully run away or kill him. Yeah. So it starts like very intensely. Totally. It is like, well, anytime they kill an animal on this show, it's so heavy. It's like as the audience, for sure. Sometimes they're like, woohoo because like obviously it's like their survival is at stake but um it doesn't seem like a happy fun thing to do to me at all like he was like yeah he's like fuck i wish i could put it out of its misery but i can't go over there could like charge me no i know and just seeing that that because because they're there in late fall and so it's freezing like there's on and off snow um and seeing that kind of like dry crusty moss mixed in with the burnt trees that's when it really took me back to tree planting at slave lake not not greater slave lake but like when i first got there like i set up my tent like on i was like oh this is a mossy patch because i think we started in may and i was like oh this is gonna be a nice place i didn't realize that the that moss was sitting on like a sheet of ice and so that night i was like melting down into like cold melty ice and earlier that day like they had set up camp like before we arrived um and there was just like these this sickly bear that like kept coming back and like they never want to like kill a bear out there that's like the last like they'll send off like sirens like bears things to scare it away um which will deter most bears but this was like a sick bear who they're like the most dangerous um and it it would not respond it wasn't responding Uh, And so it basically, like, tried to charge into the camp, like, the first day that we arrived. And they still were trying not to kill it. So they shot at it to try to just clip it a little bit. Just to, like, give it a little, like, kind of zing. Like, a a warning, but, like, not injure it in any way. Um, And so they tried that. The bear ran off, but they were like, we have to be ready for this bear to come back. So while I was setting up my tent, this guy was like waiting with a gun, like a, a rifle, like in his hands, like watching. And he just happened to be like right next to where, like where I was setting up. And I was like, 
like I've entered the seventh layer of hell right now. Like I'm gonna be here for the next three months. Yeah, you gotta be pretty brave to be camping on the periphery. <laughs> you know, not protected inside. <laughs> the whole thing's a periphery. We're like three people in the wilderness. This was also by the way, this is a helicopter access camp. So we were flown in like it's Damn, it's, it's only forty people. I imagine it being so many more than that for some reason, like 100 to 200 they have they have some tree planting camps that have a lot and that are also closer to civilization but this one was like heli access only very small very intimate like yeah (laughs) you just you just like want to basically camp next near someone who has a dog because the smell of dogs like kind of deters predators yeah um and and everyone like Bears would sometimes, like, wander through camp. Um, And unfortunately, the cooks got, like, the brunt of the bear action because everyone's like, hey, like, don't ever bring food into your tent. Like, ever, ever, ever. And everyone pretty much followed that because it was just, like, you know, pretty understood. But they're, like, in a kitchen all day. So their whole essence, like, smells like food. Their clothes smell like food. Like, and these are, like... Mm -hmm. the everyone's kind of rugged out there and these are just these like ladies that are i guess the more like delicate people in camp <laughs> you know and so they had to, like one of them had to like run out of their tent right as a bear like charged in was like chewing on her sleeping mat like oh my god well when you told me that the bears went after someone's toothpaste i was like damn those are hungry bears oh full on one one someone came home and they had forgot they had like omega-3 pills but they were like had fish one of the minor ingredients was fish oil and this bear like fully destroyed her tent like ripped it apart Mm -hmm. ate all the pills and like yeah it was no it was really uh we were out there i would be so sad if a bear ripped up and destroyed my tent and my pillows I would just cry and cry in that stinky bear tent. Well, there was no tent to cry in. Like, it was, like, shredded. (laughs) (laughs) Right, I get it. I I was imagining, like, taking to the rubble, you know, like, (laughs) collapsing in it and crying, but maybe it wasn't even enough tatters to do that. Like, there was definitely crying, but it was, like, nowhere near, like, the site. (laughs) That that site. It it was, no, it, it was a lot. And, like, we would definitely like see we would see bears at work sometimes like from far away and you're working alone most of the time so it's like i guess kind of not i'm mean, okay i don't want to say like the show alone because we had food at the end of the day but like the scariest like bear encounter that i ever had out there was when i like heard the bear i like heard a bear it was like right in the woods just beyond the tree line but i couldn't see it so i could just hear crunching and like walking but i like couldn't see it i was like hey what's what's up because another okay i want to get into- <laughs> okay what's up like you just stick your head out the top of it <laughs> stop fucking walking around and bring it to me if you want to start something like well, because- what the fuck is up well because also day 1 they give us a safety talk but part of the safety talk included reading bear body language to determine when they're stalking you and when they're just like chilling and walking around. Yeah. So you're trying to you're trying to get eyes on it. I mean in one of the episodes Pull up. what's her name? What's the Addie to quote Lana Del Rey? You know the Addie. Pull up. I won't not fuck you the fuck up. <laughs> that is a direct quote from Lana Del Rey Ray's tweets. <laughs> yeah. Um 
Yeah, when they in this show when they like he- hear the like snap of twigs around their tent at night, like it really made my blood run cold because that is so scary. You cannot see what's out there. You don't know what it is. Like it is the worst feeling. Yeah. Well, when you're camping, like you hear a chipmunk in the forest and it sounds really scary. I know. Like any little scampering or like grazing is so scary when you're in the tent. Uh, absolutely. Um, what's also scary is the next person we cut to, which is Barry, who we see with black teeth. Um, we find out that's from eating certain berries called crowberries. And he's going, you kids stay off my lawn. Like he's 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 joking. He's a little jokester. Um, but he's the one I most have my eye on where I'm like, what? is up with Barry slash I actually don't really want to know. <laughs> but I Barry is a sympathetic character. I saw the first episode and he has a lovely family and wife and he said he grew up homeless living in a van in parking lots and his dad would have to steal potatoes for them to eat like every few days. So he's like, I am ready for this. Like I've been through it and he's like and the biggest thing for me now after going through that is to provide for my family and never let them down the way that my parents did and he's doing it all to try and make money for his kids you know oh my god i'm a fucking asshole okay no i'm not saying you're an asshole at all like i'm saying it i'm sorry barry (laughs) please please know that i take it back and hey two things can be true he could have been there and actually probably don't listen to this barry because this is just this is just for the girls gays and things (laughs) um but yeah barry barry needs meat and he's trying to fish but the fishing is not going well and he's but he's like obviously everyone knows anyone who's seen the show knows to not go for big game because that's that there's no payout from that you want to go for like the hundred other smaller things that you can go for that are easier to get. And then the shady editors cut right to Jordan who's killed his moose and he's whispering, go to sleep, (laughs) go to sleep, (laughs) Bethany. No, but he's, he's whispering, go to sleep. And at this point he is waiting on this moose that he killed hours ago. And it's so sad. Oh yeah. And it made me think like, well, but I guess I eat meat, so I shouldn't be talking. Like, it made me want to be a vegetarian for a moment, mm-hmm. a brief moment in time. You can't help but reflect watching this because it's like, damn, it's it's unfortunate to see them kill these animals. But they're obviously their impact on the world is so small being out there just having like an animal every few days. Whereas like you can casually eat so many animals in the city where it's all prepared for you and stuff. But like, um. And it was so interesting learning about, like, also the salmon spawning. Like, they're like, just because this is, like, the short time when salmon spawn or fish are all spawning, like, they're not fighting. They're at the bottom defending their eggs. So, like, this is just a few weeks of the year when fishing happens to be really bad. And it's also, like, when we're out here and we're starving. So, like, most of the year, fishing on this lake would be a better idea than trying to dress and drag a moose through the woods. But... You have to be so adaptable. Oh my god, yeah. I know. And although compared to Naked and Afraid in the Amazon, this does seem to have a lot more readily available food. Yes. The Arctic, which is, in, it's like not what you would think initially. Yeah, it's, it's, someone described it like that on the first episode. They were like, you can tell there's like a lot of bounty and a lot of scarcity down there at the same time. Like, it, and it's challenging to get the good stuff as we see. Yeah. Except for Jordan, who is 
absolutely thriving like his <laughs> he's happier than he's ever been <laughs> yeah well and it's very impressive because finally we the they were told this moose is between 850 to 900 pounds and it it finally dies after hours of this standoff and then he he holds up this teeny little knife and he's like i gotta skin it with this little knife and like cut it up <laughs> yeah he has to fully butcher this with a tiny little pocket knife it's like yeah it's like the size of like a bread knife like a butter knife but like sharp and i'm like how what in the like but he he does it and he talks about living amongst a nomadic tribe in siberia called the Avenki, who are reindeer herders and how they killed a moose and chopped it up all together but he's like then we were a tribe you know we were a tribe all working together and also like time is of the essence because First of all, the smell is attracting predators, and they're like they want that meat too. They can smell it from super far away, and bacteria. Oh, so bacteria stuff was sick about the stomach and the blood and stuff. Yeah, I know the audio was a lot because it like you're. We find out that you're not supposed. To, you have to be very very careful with this. You can't pierce the stomach because then all the stuff that gushes out like spoils all the meat that it touches and we hear gushing i don't know if oh yeah oh my god there's like some arteries and stuff it, it, it's gnarly it certainly yeah. is is yeah. tough to watch him dress this moose but he has to do it and he hauls out what looks like two three hundred pounds worth of moose meat <laughs> six miles through the woods it, yeah he's trekking back and forth hauling this like to his camp and it's getting dark and predators are more active at night and he's like i'm like how the fuck is he gonna do this but they're like a few hours later like he successfully like transported the whole moose back i'm like okay jordan wow like putting barry to shame over here oh my gosh i know like at the beginning of the show there was this other like guy that was kind of like barry he was like a military or not not barry sorry jordan um and he was like a sexy military daddy, but then he had to go because he had health issues. Um, and I wasn't checking for Jordan at first. Like, I really didn't find him attractive. But after I saw his sheer competence with the moose hunt, I had to respect him and his ability to reproduce. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I saw him pierce that stomach and I'm like, amateur hour over here. Like, Oh, yeah. He, he wasn't perfect, but he sure did better than anybody fucking else. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> No, that's true. I guess, yeah, if I had to smash one, it would probably be Jordan. Uh, or maybe Barry now after hearing his sad story. I don't know. Oh my God, like did he fuck for Barry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just to, you know, try to make it through the hard times. Um, <laughs> I'll take your mind off that potato story. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, because <laughs> how can we get through one of these survival shows without objectifying at least one of the contestants? I, I don't know. Even though it's, like, the most disgusting and unattractive you could ever be, like, unwashed for for a month out in the woods. Like, I argue that's very attractive because you're, like, it's, it's like, a, it's, like, a, our primordial brains are, like, hey. Yeah, it, it, it is both. Get me some moose meat. Yeah. Also look outside the apocalypse feels like it's closing in on us every day i'm like yeah well in these last legs of it maybe it would be good to like 
hook it up with a Jordan or a Barry. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't be the worst idea, that's for sure. Yeah, maybe maybe that's the way to ride <laughs> this late-stage capitalism, like, just <laughs> take to the Arctic. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say, can't knock it until you try it. Actually, I have tried it, just at least living out in a bush camp in the summer, and it was horrific, so I, <laughs> I would not recommend. Because um, the thing is, like, in the cold months it's it's cold and miserable but in the summer when i was there like there's so many thousands of bugs that the new people who it's their first year planting you get what's called rookie face which is when your face at one point swells up and your eyes will like almost swell shut from all the venom from black fly bites and then you're still getting that many bites later on but your body just gets used to it so that's why it's called rookie face Mm. Yeah, catching sight of a cloud of mosquitoes over one of their heads was, like, very... It's almost the worst thing you face out there, (laughs) even if you are indeed starving and freezing. Like, the bugs are so fucking god-awful. Yeah, and if, like, anyone's listening to this, like, not from Canada, like, I... This is not what most Canadians experience. Like, this is not... Like, we're not all out there, like, in the bush, like, fighting bears. This is a fringe experience i feel like i need to say that um but back to barry it's 1 37 a.m and he is moaning and groaning and i like thought uh, for a second i like almost googled like has anyone died on this show because i was like (laughs) (laughs) you heard his moans and you said barry's not gonna make it well i thought all i could think of is like into the wild when he was like happiness is only real when shared when he's like shitting himself he ate the bad baby (laughs) oh no but i was thinking the whole time that i was like okay no i like was googling a bit and i was like no we would have hurt this show would have been canceled if someone died so i know barry makes it but i was still a little on edge i first heard about this show on tiktok where it was a clip from season 11 of a guy being like Oh, I was having some bad gas at night and then I thought I was going to fart and then I ended up unleashing a torrent of liquid diarrhea all over my sleeping bag, my tent. I had to get out. I had, I like didn't sleep a wink. I was like, damn, like on TV, fuck. <laughs> I would have tried to cover that up, but he just like told this story so vulnerably to the cameras and now people call him like Diarrhea Joe or something. <laughs> I feel like if I, yeah, I feel like if I was on that show, I would talk about that <laughs> immediately. <laughs> yeah, that's good. If I shit myself on the show. Like, I, that means you're good for reality TV because you have to be an open book. Well, the one time I shit myself was I was living with roommates at the time <laughs> and I had stepped outside and then I walked in. I was like, guys, I just shit myself. I just shit myself. And I like announced it. And I had moments. <laughs> So Charlotte and Sex in the City of you. <laughs> is this is this a really gross show? I'm sorry if anyone. Uh, I'm sorry to everyone. <laughs> but yeah, I told I told my my roomies immediately, um, and one of them was like, "Wow, I'm surprised." You told them while you ha- still had. <laughs> yes, I stepped outside. I thought it was gonna be a fart, and it wasn't. And then I stepped in. I was like, "Wow, guys, look what just, this would just happen to me. I gotta go upstairs." Like, okay. <laughs> Well, let's move on. <laughs> oh God, I'm so I'm so sorry to the to the <laughs> beloved audience. So <laughs> Barry is playing air guitar and he's cracking a little bit because he says it's fu- it's fucked up because he can just 
push a button and and he'll be out whisked out of there you know with his he can tap out yeah but he can't give up because of the prize money and that's when i was like oh fairy like mm-hmm. you don't even know that next season is gonna double but he the money still would be huge it's still half a million dollars and you know he talks about like his his dad like a lot of them have like really tragic stories you know he talks about his dad dying um and leaving the family with nothing and how he he can't do that i feel like it's a lot of people who like experience a lot of tragedy and maybe instead of therapy they they did like survival things yeah and it is a form of therapy and self-sufficiency and like for people who I think struggle with trust, like there's a lot of therapeutic applications, I would think. Plus being out in nature is like very healing, like even if it's hard, but yeah. Um, well, it, and I mean, it's, it's pretty much the same with tree planting. Like I did it in my early twenties. That's generally when people do it, you know, people who are like in university and then you get a bunch of older people who've done it, but they've all been had like really rough stories of like, you know, tragedy and addiction and like, they're like Mm -hmm. this is like the only way that they know how to survive is in this like extreme circumstance yeah and everybody at tree planting goes through all the same struggles as on the show with exhaustion and cold and hot and everything like that just minus starvation and dehydration hopefully um oh you get dehydrated well yeah people get dehydrated like towards the towards the end people start dropping out like you Towards the, the towards the third month, I would say like a third of the camp is out at any one time due to like injuries and dehydration. Yeah, injuries. Yeah, so hard on your body. Well, what happened to Barry with his moaning and his cramps was just an underreported side effect of dehydration, apparently, like severe yeah. leg cramps. Yeah. Um, and so, but Barry's okay, thank God. He's okay. He's like he's like I need a day just for Barry. And he just heads out there and just gets some water. And he's like, I'm just focusing on hydrating and just having fun. And then we see him playing air guitar. <laughs> yeah, self-care day. We love that. Yeah. I'm, coming, I'm warming up to Barry. <laughs> um, and, okay, we're going to have to take a brief break on that note. And we'll be right back. This episode of It's Become a Whole Thing is sponsored by BetterHelp. So you guys hear me talk about my mental health on here, I don't know, weekly. Uh, it's a huge part of my platform because of how much I've struggled with it throughout my life and how important talking about it has been and how important all the different tools that I've gained have been for just getting me to where I am today. And therapy has been a huge part of that. So at my core, I am a stressy, depressy gal. And I hear from a lot of you guys and know that so many of you feel the same way and have a lot of similar profound struggles. But That said, whether mental health is an ongoing struggle for you or you're just going through something right now, to me, all roads lead back to therapy. So therapy has been so important for me to function, to get to this point that I'm at in life. It's something that I think everyone should try at least once and that everyone should have access to. So getting started is often the hardest part. I know for me, I had so many people tell me I should go to therapy and I just, I dragged my feet for so long. And then when I finally did it, it was like, it was so intense. It was like opening up the floodgates. Uh, But then I finally, once I finally got started, it got easier and easier. It's helped me with coping skills, perspective. um, And at some points in my life, it's just helped me get through the day. 
But again, like it doesn't have to be just for major trauma. It can be for life decisions, times of transitions, getting to know yourself better, like whatever it is. Um, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, fitting to your schedule. So all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and then switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I know for both me and Oliver, before we ever met, we both had similar experiences of wanting to do therapy and then having to go through a few different therapists just to find one that we were both on the same page with as individuals. Um, it almost felt like dating, like speed dating or something, um, until I fa finally found one that just, just got where I was coming from. I prefer a therapist who's a woman. Like It's okay to apply whatever criteria you need when it is your time that you need help. So let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash become today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash become. Okay, we're going to take a brief moment to talk about our beautiful and gorgeous sponsor of this week's podcast, Athletic Greens. I want to tell you about Athletic Greens because I've been taking AG1 by Athletic Greens every day. Ever since they sent me a little sample pack and I wanted to see what's the what, what's going on, I've been hearing about this for a while now and I wanted to see for myself. So I've been taking it in the morning before my morning troll stroll and it's been making me feel, believe it or not, less surly and slightly less unapproachable. I've actually been feeling more capable of waking up and facing my inbox. I started taking it. I quickly noticed that my hair and skin has actually improved noticeably. So the rosacea isn't rosaceaing as hard. I'm not having as many eczema flare-ups. Is this TMI? I don't know. Do I care? No. It's one scoop of powder mixed in with water once a day. And it, basically for a habit to stick with, I, I need it to be quick and easy or else I, I do it for two days and then I give it up. You know how it goes. AG1 is delivered to me every month. So it's just one less thing to do. It's a level of ease basically that I require. So I can put one scoop into my water, mix it up and it's done. And it has 75 vitamins and minerals. So I've been, I've been feeling the benefits with my mood, but mainly the one that I'm excited about this week, besides just the boost in energy and overall less of that mood swing lifestyle that I've been living is my hair is looking nice and shiny. My hair and nails, like I, for those lovely and few fleeting moments of the day where it's not in a messy bun, my hair has actually been looking nicer since I started taking this, which is fantastic. I hadn't really even been thinking of that as a benefit, but hey, I'm not complaining. So if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So go to athleticgreens.com slash become. Once again, that's athleticgreens.com slash become. Check it out. Okay, so we're back and we're with Jordan and we're gonna, we're trying to figure out how he's gonna protect his meats. Um, he... We see him sleeping in his tent, surrounded by dangling meat, looking like he's sleeping in a meat locker. It's 
giving Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, and he's just like, you know, I am a little nervous sleeping under all this meat. <laughs> he goes, he goes, well, I guess I'll sleep under my meat tonight. But it's not <laughs> ideal to sleep in the wilderness surrounded by 600 pounds of meat. Too true, Jordan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> now it's by the Mark Zuckerberg smoking these meats. <laughs> Have you watched that yet? Yes, I did. I did watch a compilation of him talking about smoking meats. Everybody who has not seen it, pause this podcast and put into YouTube, Mark Zuckerberg smoking these meats. But back to Jordan, who is literally a smoked meat and smoking meat and surrounded by meat. Like he's smoking the meat in the same place that he's sleeping. Like he's doing it all. And he's like, I'm just like a big burrito out here. Like a person a delicious little person wrapped in 600 pounds of moose meat <laughs> that would be such a tasty treat for a bear like, like a turducken like different types of meat like, yes that. or how about a pack of wolves they would be like oh this is no problem we'll just like you guys take the fucking moose meat i'll take down the tent <laughs> yeah. and then the four of us will take jordan like it's no big deal <laughs> yeah actually yeah there's all kinds of predators i'm surprised none of them came from though i don't know yet like we haven't seen this full season come to a close like is one of their items a gun because i kind of feel like in this circumstance yes it is oh wait i think maybe one of them maybe i'm thinking of swamp people (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's maybe they get to choose from a gun or something i don't know i see a lot of bows and arrows on that list but yeah if they had a gun they would have all had them and been shooting at the universe, <laughs> right like, a gun is a little too cheating <laughs> that's that is yeah that feels like a little too much of a shortcut um but he sleeps with surrounded in his meat in his meat cave and at this point he's not he's fine he's doing great the meats are smoking away and he's sleeping peacefully um and now we meet nathan 39 from lopez island washington on day 22 and he has what looks like an incredibly elaborate shelter but he said that it snowed into a shelter the past night so he's gonna work on it but wait he sees wolverine tracks and this is when i learned that wolverines are real (laughs) i thought that they were fictional characters you were thinking werewolves (laughs) i was thinking of what is wolverine from like is there you were thinking X-Men? of x-men yeah okay. i was thinking of x-men like i thought <laughs> hugh jackman like i <laughs> it's based on one of our special canadian animals the wolverine and that's like one of the only canadian superheroes is is wolverine i didn't know but i thought it was just thick a marvel thing but i didn't know that it was a real wolverine yeah a superhuman that's part wolverine that is fictional but <laughs> the animal that it's based on is real although he never finds a wolverine so maybe they are fictional i don't know we can't confirm or deny based on this episode no one's ever seen one so we don't know <laughs> i i went to a whole film festival movie about wolverine habitats what? Where? yeah Why? like it was one of these like mountain town film fests and it was like the wolverine is a keystone species and we need to save them and like went all on about their habitats and their personalities and how they hunt and they're like really good hunters so like i can confirm that they are real yeah there's only one of them hugh jackman and he's a rare rare precious <laughs> gem that we need to protect protect part of our canadian heritage <laughs> 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 okay so 
he is following the tracks, but he never finds the wolverine, and he walks for five miles. It literally just takes him on a wild wolverine chase for no reason. Wastes his whole damn day. <laughs> the wolverines are trolling him. Yeah, because he's like, he's like, well, this is more, like, food is more important than my shelter for one day. Like, I'll go get this. But he's just kind of doddering around, like, following these, and I'm like, what's your plan? Like, you think you're gonna, like, see that wolverine? Like, you're gonna catch up to it like slowly trolling behind it and then you're gonna what choke it out <laughs> jump on it i think maybe he has a little spear yeah he maybe he had a weapon like in his pocket or something but like with all the other like people they like really talk us through their strategy when they're like hunting something they're like okay i've got like yeah. 20 snares and then i've created like this low fence that's gonna like drive the animal towards me and then i'm gonna watch it from up here like there's a whole system to it but he was just kind of like i saw this wolverine and i thought i should go after it nathan yeah nathan is just like he he's slacking let me let me tell you a little bit about nathan from the first episode some tea um he is a pacific northwest homesteader and permaculture specialist and he is the first participant in the show's history to not take like i forget what it's called but like a fire staff like a little flint thing to like make fire starting like way easier he was like i don't need that like i don't know i guess you guys don't know me but like i'm from washington state i know what it's like to have wet wood and i can start a fire anywhere and it took him like literally like over a day of trying to start a fire without this flint thing that checks out because every every man i've ever met who's really into permaculture is like also the most toxic like annoying person to be around who's like <laughs> running their yeah. polyamorous commune and like exactly like he was giving like annoying polyamorous hipster but he was humbled he like he i watched him like get humbled in waves over like the course of the couple episode i checked in on so he's a lot more tolerable now than he was episode one okay good um good well he he's not so humble because he said i used up three days of calories <laughs> bella hadid style <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so skinny and small like I couldn't find the Wolverine I don't know <laughs> yeah um, no he wasn't showing off he was like this is bad like I shouldn't have he was like I shouldn't have chased that Wolverine slowly um <laughs> and when he gets back it's actually the worst blizzard ever and it was like a very important day for him to shore up his shelter yeah. what an idiot yeah <laughs> <Just> Nathan <laughs> What are you, yeah, what are you doing as I'm sitting here? Like, I turn off the AC for this episode and I'm like sweating and like, <laughs> I know. I'm like eating a brownie and I'm like, oh what my god, you really loser. fucked yourself. <laughs> yeah. Good for nothing. <laughs> so, so they, they have to face these like impossible decisions without any way of knowing what's going to be the right choice to make every single day. Like, is this going to be the day that I was so glad I followed the Wolverine and the weather was great? Or this is, is this going to be the day that like I should have fucking stayed home and made my door for my shelter? That's what survivalism is all about is like you have to kind of go on instinct and you have to refine your instinct like by trial and error. But in this type of circumstance, it's like life or death. Yeah. And, and also you can just get completely like fucked from the side at any point. You can like look up at the sky as much as you want and be like, it is completely blue and clear. And then still a horrible storm could roll in that you had no way of predicting. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could just, it could be blue skies, but then the, the wolf pack finds your meat cave and like, <laughs> you don't anything like, <laughs> I, yeah. 
I know. And, and Jordan just hoped for the best. Like his, his technique was literally just like, take a huge risk and just hope and wait and just pray that they don't find me right away. Yep. Yep. And it paid off. Um, so yeah, we, we cut to, you know, we've got Brent who's, he's a new guy or no Brent. No, Brent's not new. No, Brent is new. You're thinking of Barry. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> they're all kind of like camo bearded dudes yeah he is catching fish and he's the most relaxed of all of them he's like everything's going great um catching fish like i have my system down like it's awesome like it's not that much effort i'm eating well like i have days of food it's like okay okay yeah okay he's second on my tinder swipe list at this point yeah i don't i don't know he's a little smug for me but <laughs> then we we see a much more tragic tragic image of nikki 45 who she is celebrating her 45th birthday by whittling some moss into can pseudo candles and singing happy birthday to herself and she hasn't had protein in eight days (laughs) i love nikki like i i really like felt for her she had a bit of a sad story too but like she was just kind of lighting these like parts of a tree little like spruce branches and then the little pop-up said like victorian in victorian times pyrotechnics were made out of these for stage productions and i was like okay they just waved around some moss i think if you it's not it's not moss it's like like little clippings of like spruce boughs or similar okay but what is the difference between just lighting it? And then they like fire? would make would make it I would imagine that they like stuffed it in things that would then explode or like make little like oh. scenes of fire for the stage, like oh my god, and then the genie appeared and I'm like, that's so lit that they had pyrotechnics, but anyway. Well, I, I feel like it wouldn't take much to like impress the the victorian crowd with your special effects i don't know why you're like taking this hater position i'm not ha- i'm not hating i she just lit some tree things on fire and <laughs> it's it's great but like <laughs> it worked for her birthday candles and it worked for six stage productions and that's all i'm saying i'm not i'm not hating on nikki i just feel bad for her that she's singing happy birthday to herself losing it because out of hunger and i know i felt bad too and then and she then, catches a bunny and cries. Yeah, and she's just stroking the bunny's fur, you know? And talks about how much she disappointed her mom. And I'm like, oh my god. I know. Like, she's, she's like, got a deep well of emotion in there. And she straight up says she has devastated her mom with her life choices. She wants to succeed. And part of her motivation to stay out there is because she wants money for validation from her mom to show her that she has succeeded in life. Yeah. Oh, Nikki. That's why I was sad for her. I wasn't like, fuck your candles, like, do better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And she she's very into, like, um, she's been eating a lot of, like, mouse brains and hearts. <laughs> she's eaten a lot of mice since she's been out there. And, like, her thing was making this, like, hot blueberry cobbler and popping the hearts in there. And she's like, if you just stir it up with enough berries, like, you can kind of tell yourself the hearts are just blueberries, too. Oh. <laughs> she's really been rough in it but um she she slayed with the um field dressing of the bunny like she was like their skin is too 
thin to tan in normal way with a knife so you just kind of have to pop it off she just unrolled it like rolling off a stocking that was crazy to see and then just like sliced it into a long rope and then spun it so that the gooey parts would stick to each other and then she's like and it just like dries into like a perfect scarf (laughs) yeah yeah so you can just make a cozy something cozy and soft out of it like okay yeah and and she was like it was it's really important for me to like make everything with my hands once and to know what goes into everything and how everything is made and I was like that is such a cool fact about you Nikki very admirable yeah indeed yes yeah so we finish with Jordan who is feasting on moose meat he is eating kebabs it's delicious he gives it a 10 out of 10 and we end scene and we to jump ahead in time Jordan takes the prize he wins the season he lasts 77 days out there Wow. Yeah. What a journey. I mean, once you got the moose meat on lock. Oh, if you take that gamble and it pays off, I, you're good. You're like, I've got 600 pounds of meat. Like, I can. I did see, like, in the, like, episode descriptors that he will have to fend off several apex predators for that. So, but apparently he does and succeeds. So, once again, Jordan, top of the list. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, w- yeah, would w- once again would smash. But uh, we, I was like, yeah, we could cover the rest of the season, but then we would just turn into a survivalist show, and it's a little far from our usual vibe. <laughs> just know if you want to watch us on Netflix to see how many like bears he has to strangle or whatever, <laughs> you can watch it yourself. <laughs> yeah, and I might on my own time. Like, I'm curious how it all ends, but. I'm so impressed. You've done so much research. You watched like five episodes of this and that. I just like couldn't believe like two two of the guys that I thought would be like top from episode one are were out the first number one and number two. Like nature is a cruel mistress. One of them just like fell in a hole. Like just their foot just slipped and then they <laughs> broke their knee. <laughs> and he was talking like to the camera at the time. He was like, "I just love meat. One thing about me, I love." <laughs> grilling it chomping it killing it oh shit <laughs> like his knee just snapped it was oh, like damn Tim no, that sucks no. yeah and then the other guy was like I survived a widowmaker heart attack last year and I have done like 10 tours in Afghanistan and I'm a survivalist and I've been training my whole life for this and then he got a tummy sickness and he couldn't keep anything down he couldn't take his heart pills and he had to leave oh no yeah okay it's funny because I was like looking for any kind of like is this show not real? You know, I kind of figured it was. And it was the exact same thing as Naked and Afraid. There were all these lists that were like, this is what alone producers don't want you to know. And it was like, actually, towards the final months of filming, they do more frequent medical checks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that is not, that does not detract from their survival skills. They don't want to have someone have a heart attack. Yeah, if someone dies, it would really put a damper on the experience. I know. And they're like, they say that all the contestants are so far away, it would be impossible to cross paths. But actually, they're several miles apart from each other. I'm like, all right. And like. (laughs) Yeah, if someone hiked 20 miles, they might run across the other person. Okay. Or even five. And then you like see someone in the distance. What is that? What? (laughs) like? I think it's much more than five miles apart based on their child drawing map. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I'm saying, like, even if it is, like, they're 
they're going to probably see each other in the distance and walk away. You know, they know they're not supposed to be interacting with people. So yeah, I'm okay with that and the credibility of this show. It seems credible. I would agree. Yeah. Um. Well, thank you for journeying to the Arctic with us, Sammy and listeners. We hope that this cold setting and our recap warmed your hearts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sure warmed mine and like helped me reflect on my whole life. Really? And yeah, like it's like your survival depends on just like one one fish at a time like you know and it makes so much more sense to live in communities but watching them live alone and having to do it all themselves is like fuck like you don't have anyone to carry you through your weak moments like you have to like depend on yourself at the end of the day and like we all have to do that sometimes and it was like but when I watched that moose die I was like damn I don't want to die sad that that moose died wow you thought deep thoughts about your own existence and the existence of humanity yes i was like that moose was just like walking down the street having the time of his life and then he was dead i just like thought the same thing i thought when i put on those heels last night which is like i will be totally fine like in this (laughs) and last night i was not fine i hobbled home with bloody feet and out there i would also not be fine but in my mind i'm like i could do this love it no, your your humbling doesn't need to happen. Stay unhumble. I get humbled every day, and yet I still just get a uh, get back up and get smacked in the face, <laughs> down by life. Uh, get right back up, just as beautiful as ever. Um, Slay, yeah. Slay, mom. Yes. Um, okay. Well, that's all, and we will see you again next week. We love you guys. Love you. Bye. Agbangzemua. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.